We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, April 10th. You know what we do on Mondays? We bring in James McCool. Mondays with McCool. I'll, I'll even put, put this up, right? I forgot about this. The co author with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com as well as the Theory of DFS for Advanced Players, which includes James's custom Excel tools that uh, that I do use mm-hmm. uh, often to, uh, to choose lineups and compare things and filter things and speed up things. Very efficient. Uh, James, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, I'm feeling... Pretty good this morning. Uh, I Damascus woke up very late. My son woke up very late, so I had like two hours to myself this morning, which was incredible. Uh, usually, I only get about forty-five minutes these days, so that was pretty cool. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Jordan? 
fine. And good morning to the chat. Defic, Wata, Suki Singh, Bart B is I don't know. Something like that. Real life pitcher, Chase Simmons, Dumb Montgomery, Lobo Fish. Good morning. If you have any questions for the show, it's a, this is unstructured learning in the morning of DFS strategy. We don't necessarily talk about slates or anything. So if you have a question about how to get better at DFS, could be MLB DFS. It could be any DFS. It could be sports betting. It could be prop betting. It could be anything. Anything at all. Bankroll management, contest selection, anything. Email them in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Your questions guide what we cover on the show. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you want more structured learning, go to theoryofdfs.com. And just it's 21 hours of audio and Excel tools. Just get it right there. Uh, so, uh, James, I wanted, I wanted to talk today. Because uh, we have obviously the beginning of a season, sports season. We get we get a lot of new subscribers. Yeah, right. A lot of, a lot of new pe- new newer people here at Roto Grinders. Maybe newer people to our to our Roto, to our Discord. Right, if you're a premium member, people signing up for projections like the Bat. Right, so it's, it's a lot a lot of newer people. Okay, maybe they played DFS for a while, but they're, they're I haven't seen them in a while. Uh so I I wonder I wonder like. I don't want to say it's a primer. I don't want to say it's a negative episode. Okay. Uh, this will be like one of those, these episodes that, that 95% of people that are watching aren't the, the audience that needs to watch the episode. Sure. Yeah. What would you consider to be the, I don't want to call them biggest mistakes, but the biggest things from a macro standpoint, I'm not talking about micro. Like it's like, Oh, I, I accidentally, you know, played, you know, I, I didn't play the, the late player in my utility spot, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That's always the sign of someone like, oh, I, you played the 4 p.m. player in the, the our running back slot in the utility slot. You have the one that, like, yeah, that that's a mistake. But it's like, that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more macro mindset type yeah. of stuff. What, what, are, what are things that prevent people things that people do that prevent people from becoming a profitable DFS player? Uh, I'll go super macro here. One of the biggest things that I always mention when I go into coaching, because I've done a lot of coaching at this point, and the biggest thing that I think I run into for people who just are completely on the wrong track with it is not understanding why they're playing DFS. And specifically, like what their goal is for any given season or during the year or any sport or any slate individually. Like the biggest thing, the biggest mistake that I think I see people make is just not understanding why they are playing DFS. So, so and, if I ask, if you, if you ask, so like, ask, so ask me, like, let's, like, what, what, what are answers to those questions as far as like, if you, if, if, if you ask me, Jordan. Yeah, so so why Jordan, are you playing DFS? Yeah, so we're we're doing a coaching session right now, right? Like you okay. came to me and you were like, "All right, yeah, I, I want some I want some coaching here to to up my game." All right. So the the first thing, one of the first things that I'll ask you is, uh, "What's your goal with baseball this season?" I want to make money. Mm, mm-hmm. That's not a goal, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that, but that is a goal. I mean, it is a goal. I mean, it's not so, a defined goal. This, this is what I'm talking about as far as like, right. okay, I could, I think it's a reasonable answer to say like, oh, I'm, I'm I, w- I want to make money or I want to, I want to win a GPP. 
I, I think I, I will say, because I know that you're being facetious with that answer, but I will say that wanting to win a GPP, I do think is a realistic goal for some people. For yeah, some but winning, people. you also have to realize winning a GPP doesn't mean that at the end of the season that you've won money. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But winning a GPP is a realistic defined goal. And that, that's the big thing. You meant you said it perfectly. A defined goal is what you need. You need to have something to where when you look at it, it's it's not some innocuous thing that you can't put a process into. Like, I, oh yeah, I just want to make money this MLB season. It's like, okay, well, if you want to make money this MLB season, what does that mean that you're going to be doing the entire season? Like, how are you going to track your progress? How are you going to hit your milestones? How do you know if you're on track to do that or not? Like, the, the expectation there, it's kind of like saying, I'll take care of it tomorrow and tomorrow never comes. Like, it's just it just becomes this this blob of a goal that doesn't have any actual details or mass to it. And so it's never going to let, it's never going to change your process enough to where you're going to become profitable across multiple sports. Uh, and that's, that's ultimately what the goal is, is becoming a profitable DFS player means every single sport that you play, you can be profitable in it. So that's, that's my biggest thing. I, I think that it's defined goals. I think that most people are just playing because they like DFS and by the way, that's fine. If your defined goal is that you like DFS and that this is entertainment value for you, like some people like to go out to the movies and spend 45 bucks on a bucket of popcorn. You like to spend $45 stacking the Marlins. Like whatever your goal is, that's fine. But just have a defined goal. Understand why you're playing. And then once you have that goal, you can tailor your play to mm -hmm. maximize your chances of reaching that goal. I, I was I was talking to a subscriber the other day over at Pater, and I said, okay, well, he, he was like, well, do I need to go down in contests? Do I want to, like, how should I, how should I attack this? And I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't know, maybe, what's your goal with DFS? And he was like, to place top 10 in GPP. It's like, okay, so go play a 10-man GPP. And like, you'll... You'll place top ten, and you'll place top ten. It obviously means a large field, GP. right? But that—that's—that's that's the thing, right? Like having an understanding of how you should be approaching the contest that you're playing, and having an approach of like a defined goal, so that you can tailor your contest and your action and your process towards def towards achieving that goal, is how you play DFS. It's it's not it's not a, a an optional thing. It's a requirement if you want to be a good good at DFS. You have to understand why you're playing. I th I think there's there's only there's only one answer to that question, like mm -hmm. from a macro macro high high level. Yeah, there's only one answer to the question, and if the your answer is not yes, then you're playing for entertainment. Mm -hmm. And the answer and then the number one answer is: Are you are are you looking to make a profit? Right. If 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 your answer is no, you could do whatever you want. But if yep. your answer is not yes right then you are playing for entertainment so like oh i want to come in top 10 in a gpp is not playing for pro that's that's an entertainment value goal mm -hmm. right coming in top 10 in the gpp doesn't mean doesn't mean you're profitable right i've oh yeah i came in eighth once in an mlb season and i'm down fifteen thousand. i mean like that doesn't mean anything people have these 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 uh these like proxies of what good is and i think macro wise 
the, the one of the top things that prevents you from being a profitable player is not understanding that you're looking to make decisions based on what would be the most profitable long-term. Right. right. And I think that number two, James, is the long-term. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, I mean, we'll, we'll get it. It's not my number one, but one of the things that prevents people from becoming profitable players is simply they, they may think they do, but they don't understanding the broadest of broad level of what expected value is. I'm talking, I'm talking about broad, broad level of, uh, what would be the most profitable decision? What would be a profit? Maybe not even the most profitable, just profitable decision, James, right? We, we do, we go through this example in theory of DFS, right? Mm -hmm. I'm giving you a, a, I'm going to roll a six-sided die, James. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, you have to guess what number shows up. I'm going to give you 20 to one, right? You, you bet, you bet, whatever you bet, I'll pay you 20 times. You, are you happy to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. What, what, what number? What? Okay. You're going to bet a dollar right now or something, right? You're going to bet whatever amount of money, a hundred bucks. I'll take a hundred bucks. Right. Uh, what 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 number do you get? Just any number, just one. I'll just go one. Okay. Uh, I rolled it. It came up four. Okay. Okay. Now, that's the same exact thing. Like you you would do it does to you. It doesn't even matter what number you choose. No, no, I can be completely random. It doesn't right, matter. completely random. Right, but you but you chose one and it came up four. Yeah. Okay. Why what why is it that it doesn't matter what number you choose and you're happy to keep on. You're happy to make that bet, even though you lost. You lost. You you bet a hundred bucks, and I have your hundred bucks now, right? Why are you perfectly happy? And you're you're wondering why I'm allowing you to still bet on this roll of a die at twenty to one. Yeah, I I'm just sitting here wondering why you were offering me this. There's got to be a catch behind it because anything that I choose is, is expected value. Just anything is positive expected value. If I have $100 and I bet it at 20 to 1, well, let's say $1. If I have $1 and I bet it at 20 to 1 on a six-sided die, the odds of me winning are significantly higher or significantly lower. Wait, am I saying Significantly right? higher than yeah, what significantly you're getting, you're getting higher, paid right. out more than what the actual probability of the event happened. Right, yeah. So anything that I choose, literally just go to random.com. And just choose any number over and over again. I will play this game until you absolutely refuse to stop paying me twenty to one on this die, um, because the expected value on anything that I choose is is good. It's positive. James, if I were to uh, give you even money, mm-hmm. even money, yeah, on whether or not it's going to rain at some specified date in the future. Uh huh. Ran, I, I, I won't even tell you what date it is. Yeah. Would you take? Would you? Would you take that bet? No, not on even money. Yeah. Why wouldn't you even money? It rains less than half the time. Oh, oh, right. No, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep, I would. Okay, so you would. Right. I was overthinking it. Hence, right. Another another issue that people make in DFS, but we'll handle that later. Right. So let's say I just choose a random date in the future. I mean, a random, really, really in the future. Yeah. Uh. August 18th, 2027 in 
Tampa. Okay. Okay. And you and we we bet a hundred dollars and it even even money. I, I'm going to say it's it rains. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna bet against it. It raining. Yeah. Okay. Because any anywhere in the country or whatever, like it rains like like a quarter of the time. Like yeah. Like it's 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 not half the time. Is there any value? Is there any value in me? Uh, figuring out, I mean, any, I'm, does it matter if it rains on August 18th, 2027 or not? No. Specifically. Yeah. Specifically. No. Right. And why is that? Because with a one-to-one bet, basically saying 50, 50 chance, if the chance of anywhere in the country is 25%. Right. Okay. You're explaining it. Yeah. If it's anywhere in the country, is twenty five percent of the time, and it's a random place, and it, and you choose Florida, whatever, in the middle of summer, um, like I'm gonna take that. If you were to offer me, because it's fifty fifty, if you were to offer me, uh, you know, four to one on it, then that changes the odds. Right. And then now, if I offered you twenty to one, right, right. You you'd you'd bet that it rain it rain it rains on that day, right, right, because the odds are better in my favor at that point for the payout. The expected value is better in my point than than it would be on your point. So, what what do we what do we learn with expected value as a concept, right? People that think they understand. I'm I'm I'm. I'm calling out. I'm calling out people that I talk to like every day, that that still do not understand expected value. Because what what James, uh, what is the expect? Can you tell me on that August eighteenth, twenty twenty seven, what's the what's the what? Give me the what is the expected value? Oh man, I don't know the formula off the top of my head. No, 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 James. Uh. What what is the exact probability on August eighteenth, twenty twenty seven, at five twenty one p.m. that it will rain on a certain block in Ibor City in in Tampa Bay? I don't know. Okay, if I gave you seven million to one yeah. that it's going to rain, what's the expected value of of that bet? Positive. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to know positive. I want to know the literal exact expected value. Can you tell me it? No, I can't. Oh, that means you're never. That means you're not, obviously not going to take the bet because you can't. You can't give me the exact exact. I no. mean, I'm only giving you seven million to one on something that. What would you estimate it to be? That the chances of it raining on that specific day. What would you esti- estimate? Just give it twenty percent. Twenty percent. Let's say you're off by, uh, like a factor of four. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving you seven million to one. Is it still going to be profitable? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. So <laughs> you could be off. It's oh, I. It's either it's going to rain twenty percent of the time, or maybe it could only rain two percent of the time. And either way, it's seven million to one. It's going to be profitable because yeah. if it was only two percent of the time, you'd break even at fifty to one. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the concept of expected value is that. What is the probability of the event happening? 
And what are you getting paid probabilistically on, on that event? Yep. Coin flip is 50-50. If you get paid more than even money on a coin flip, it's a profitable bet. Right? I love I love the coin flip bets in the Super Bowl talking about this, which are always negative 105 or 110. But I, I repeat this over and over again, and pe- people are nodding their heads, and I guarantee you there are people listening right now that still do not understand expected value. And I'm talking about from a conceptual standpoint. This is the most, imp- I would say the second most, because we're going to get to the most important thing. This is the most important concept. Mm-hmm. Okay? the abs- You have to think in terms of probability and payoff. Okay? Uh, on tonight's slate, uh, if I go look... Uh, let let me let me go. Let, let it's not going to be it's not going to be perfect, but I'll use this as an example. Uh, I'm just looking at the bat projections. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Stephen Matz is pitching in in in, in cores tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the bat has his quality start at point three. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. So if we convert that to a percentage, yeah. What would point three be? Three percent. No, thirty percent. Thirty. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, right. Point three. I. I don't. I don't have. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm just. I'm just going. Okay. So thirty percent, according to the bat projection. Based on all of the factors, all the math, all the everything, all the factors, all the that you don't, you literally have to look at no baseball. You yeah. just look and you say, okay, based on all those factors, Stephen Matz will have a quality start 30% of the time. Okay. If Stephen Matz goes out and throws a perfect game, yeah. at core, I mean, okay, maybe not a perfect game. That would be very surprising. That'd be fun. If Stephen, if Stephen Matz goes out and throws six innings of, uh, and he only gives up two earned runs and has four strikeouts, mm-hmm. which is what a quality start would be, right? Would you be shocked? No. No. Is it less likely to happen than 50% of the time? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. We have we yeah. have it, we have it at 30, 30% of the time we'll have a quality start. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh James, yeah. is he gonna have a quality start tonight? Uh I don't know. How do you not know? Aren't you? Uh, are you pay? Uh, this is this is what you do for a living, right? That is correct. Yes. So how do you not? How do you know that? How could you tell me that you don't know what Stephen Matz is going to do tonight? Well, because we're not here to predict the future. We're here to yeah, but so, but uh, Stephen Matz, it says point three. Like if I look at all these quality starts for all the the numbers for all the pitchers, Scherzer mm-hmm. forty six, Cease forty three, Bieber fifty two, Gibson fifty three. 37 for Heaney, like, Matt's is, like, at all the way at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's all – no, no, Matthew Strom is actually 28, right? Yeah, that's the pitch limit, yeah. Right, because of the pitch limit, right? So he's already down to 30%. So, like, what are the chances that uh, uh, Max uh, – Graham Ashcraft, 40%. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So you're, so this the, the projections are telling me that Graham Ashcraft is 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 going to have a quality start and Stephen Matz isn't. That's what it's going to say. No. What then? Then oh oh oh. So it says that Max Scherzer is guaranteed to have a quality start tonight because it's his is one of the highest at forty six percent. No. So you're, you're telling me that Max Scherzer six innings less than less than four runs like that's like a lock, right? Uh, forty six percent is not like a lot. No. Yeah, but it's the highest. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the high. So if you were to choose a pitcher on the slate, you you would choose Scherzer because, like, he's guaranteed to go six innings, and not give up four runs. Uh, if I was going to choose a pitcher on the slate, I might choose Scherzer, but he is not guaranteed to do anything. Oh, that. Oh, so so then I don't play Scherzer. I play Bieber. Bieber Bieber has a fifty-two percent chance at a quality start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so Bieber would be a better play than Scherzer. Maybe. What do you mean? Maybe you do this for a living. You do, dude. You're you're. This is what you do every day. You. This is a fun game. Like you're gonna you're gonna tell me who to play. I mean, like, what can you tell me about Bieber? I mean, I see here that his number is the highest at fifty-two. Uh huh. So is he gonna have a quality start today or not? Maybe. Does the 52 mean it'll have a quality start 52% of the time? That is what it means, yes. Oh, so to, so does that mean today? Like if mm. there's today and tomorrow, like his next start, uh-huh. that, that would make like about 50%, right? So one of, out of the next two, out of the next series of starts, he's going to have like half of them be quality starts and half of them not be quality starts. Now I'm paying you, James. Tell me if what which one is today and which one is, is next week. So here's what I'm going to tell you. All right, you you know you you see what I'm doing. I do, and I and I I'm going to carry along here because he's going to have a quality start, fifty two percent of the time. All right, play him tonight, or no, don't play him tonight, and just pay attention. Okay, don't play him, but pay attention. And if he has a quality start, that means his next start he won't, and then you don't not play true. him, and then you don't play him next, but. But if he doesn't have a quality start tonight, lock him in. 100% exposure. You're being facetious, but I'm actually trying to teach because there's still people, James. I know. I'm telling you. People still do. I mean, they could say they do. They do not get this. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have, as far as thinking probabilistically. Yeah. Like, you have to think in terms of probabilities for every living thing that you do, once once it clicks, you will not be able to view anything in your life other than a matter of EV and then choose to ignore whether or not it's negative EV because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, why do I sit and watch Netflix for three hours? Life utilities. Be- Life utils. Right. But it's it's negative EV because I, I could there's, there's money I could be made doing something else, right? Yeah, but it brings you joy. Joy matters. Right, of course. But I'm saying, but you're you're in that mentality. Yep. Uh okay. The the the, the 121 single entry on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pull it up. AKA the best contest. Yes. Six it has 642 entries. Who is it? Is it 10k to first day? It's 10k to first. Yes. Uh 642 entries. Mm-hmm. 
if everyone remember this is single entry, so we don't even have we don't have to bother going into well, you have 150 entries type of garbage. Yeah, it's single entry. There's 642 entries in there. Yeah. Okay. If everyone was equally skilled. Yeah. Right. Equally skilled. And I and I entered. You know, a con. You know, six way. You entered. Doesn't matter. Yeah. How often would I win first place if everyone was equally skilled? One out of 642 slates. Okay. Which is about what three seasons of baseball? Yeah, sure, just about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if everyone was equally skilled, your expectation on winning first place is once every three years. Okay, that's your expect. Like that, if if it happened less than that, less often than that, that would be positive variance. That I, that would be, you would be running good. Yeah. If you played it every every day for three years and hasn't haven't won first, and everyone was equally skilled, and it was been three years now, you're you're running, you're running bad. Right. If everyone was equally skilled, now let's use an extreme example. Let's say you were fifty percent better on average than everyone in the contest. Now I'm saying that it is an extreme because no one is fifty. That no one is fifty percent right. better. Nobody like, does. right. The typically maybe 20 to 30%, maybe, right? Yeah. Depending on the contest, depending on how many bad entries that basically did you have to, how, how many bad lineups are there? But let's say you were 50% better on average, 642 entries. And you, if you're 50% better, you're like the greatest DFS player that has ever lived. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're basically saw Hill. Right. But no, even no, you'd be twice. I mean, it's, every, it's a joke. It's, I, I know. 642 entries. How 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 often should I win first place? 321 times. Right. Once okay. every 321. Okay. So that's uh every once every year and a half. Yeah. Okay. If I was the great, if I was 50% better on average than everyone else. Uh the contest also, you know, pays like top 20%. Yeah. Okay. If everything being equal, all things being equal. How often should I just cash? Uh, who cares what place I came in, but just cash. 20% of the field gets paid. On average, if everyone was equal, equally skilled. Is that once every... Five slates? Yeah, I was going to say like five, six slates. Right, 20% of the time. Yeah. Right, once every five slates. That's your expectation. If everyone was equal, everyone was equal. If you played for a, if you played for Monday through Friday, and cashed once, and didn't cash four times, that wouldn't be like, oh my god, I'm doing horrible. Right? Like, no, that's 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 you're that you're at expectation. You're at expectation. Now let's say you're fifty percent. Remember, no one's fifty percent better than on average than everyone in the contest. How let's just say you're fifty percent, but how off now? How often would you cash? Yeah, let's let's say that I I'm now big T and I uh, I'm going to cash now once every two slates, once every three slates. Well, once every maybe two and a half, three slates. Yeah, okay. once every two to three slates. Right. If you were the if you were the greatest yeah. ever. Yeah. That if I was exist. Justin McMahon, just just so good. Right. 
I'm name dropping because it's fun, but you know, we're right. it's all in fun. I'm just trying to explain stuff. Yeah. Because you know, James, people will go and look at those people. The, I, and they're good players. Right. But that's not the point of that's not the point of the conversation. I I know, I know. No, because I think this is very important because there I, I see how many people are listening. I guarantee you half the people listening still do not understand this concept. Yeah. You're and you're sitting there nodding your head, going, no, no, I get it. And I'm, I'm telling you, you don't. Because if you got it, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask. Like, after three weeks, am I doing something wrong? Right. Right? right. How, how long, and I'm being serious here, how long, if you would play the 121, assuming that... You're you're playing basic. Oh, I'm I'm playing a five man style. You're like you're, you're under. Right. You're playing a lineup that is competitive, right? You're not playing garbage, right? You're not playing your cash lineup in it. Like you're not playing low low projected. You're playing some lineup that, like, dude, you're playing a five play five five man stack and and a and a good pitch and the most expensive pitcher. Like you're good. Like at that point, you're playing a competitive enough lineup. Okay. At what point? At what point, sample size wise, would it you need to have in order to determine whether or not, to some reasonable level of accuracy, on if you were playing well or running bad? If everyone is equally skilled in this context, no, I'm not about it, uh, uh, no, oh, I don't. Years, just years. in general, in the one, yeah. it doesn't matter. Years. Years. Yeah, years. Years. You'd you'd have to have a sample size of I don't know five, six, ten yeah. seasons maybe. Yeah. And if you were playing, let's let's now convert it to large field. Let's say instead of the contest being 500, 600 entries, now we're talking about twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand entries. How how long? If you're playing competitive lineups, right? Competitive. I'm not even saying they're plus EV. I'm just saying that they're, they're not garbage. Right. Right. They're not like the bottom of the barrel on in EV. How long would it would it take you to go? Oh, now my ROI is within one standard deviation of of its true value. Uh, nobody, nobody even knows. I, I mean, nobody, like, right. no, literally, there's not a single player that actually knows right, right. now. Right. And 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 the answer could be multiple lifetimes. Yeah. To, that you couldn't live. Right. Even in the 121, which is only like a 500 man contest on average, right? 450 to 600, something like that. You would need five to 10 years. Like before your your actual ROI would be within one standard deviation of it's true. The pro, remember, we're talking about the probability of the event happening versus the payoff that you're getting paid. When, when do those, those things mesh where you have enough sample size where it's like, no, we know the probability and I know exactly how much I get paid off. You, I mean, that's like, you, you, no one's played that. And they, no, if you played the 121 every single day since the DraftKings has offered it ever, you likely do not have a sample. You still, it's, you're, it's still going to be over one standard deviation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm saying this because there are people watching right now that still do not understand the concept of expected value. 
Because this is all wrapped into that. This is all wrapped into it. Of James, I'm going to give you a bet. Let's go back to the, the dice. Okay. Okay. Because before you would bet, you know, 20 to 1 on a 6 to 1 shot, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll keep on doing that over and over and over again, right? That, that's yeah. Right. Right. You'll you'll win on average once at every six times and get paid 20 bucks. Then the other five times you lose and you you lose five bucks and now you have fifteen dollars in your pocket. Right. Right. On average, right? It could you could lose 50 straight rolls. I mean, like yeah. they're I mean, it's long term, it's a long sample size. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna pay you a million to one on a five thousand sided die. Uh-huh. Okay. So you bet a dollar. Okay. Yeah. What number do you choose? I uh, whatever. Whatever, right? Just come up with whatever number. Yeah, four thousand okay, seven hundred and sixty-two. Okay. Well, it came up four thousand two hundred and twenty-four. Oh man, top ten percent finish, but not quite there. Right. Uh, why? Why are you such a bad dice tout? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Just life's hard. But I'm asking. I'm asking you. This is, this is what you do for a living. Yeah. What 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 made you pick that number? Uh it was positive expected value number to choose. No, no, but what what about that specific number? Was there did you look at the past numbers that were rolled? I did not, no. What why why wouldn't you? I look at the past like 10 numbers to see what was rolled? That's cool. Yeah, no, that I mean for for the purposes of this dice and this payout, that's an awesome strategy, and I think you should keep doing that. Obviously not. Well, no, well, I, for this for this specific one though, it is fine because they could choose at random and it wouldn't matter, or it they wouldn't could matter, right? Right, and any right, it wouldn't matter so what you specifically did, right. for this one. That's awesome. Keep doing your thing. Eventually, you're gonna hit, and it's it's a plus EV play. I'm I'm repeating this over and over again because I want people to. I'm gonna send people to this episode, and I want people to watch, mm-hmm. right? If I gave you a six-sided die, I gave you 20 to one, mm-hmm. right? What happens if I gave you two to one? Then I would never play that game with you. Okay, well, let's say let's say uh, uh, I find someone uh-huh. that takes my bet, right? I find It's not you, uh-huh. right? Right? To only get paid two to one on a six to one occurrence? Yeah. It's negative EV. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, every time you win... You win $2 and then you lose five other times and you end up with minus $3, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why would you do that? But let's say uh, I found someone. Yeah. Yeah. I found someone. I got someone down the street. Doesn't understand expected value. Yeah. Uh, as a concept. I mean, just like, who cares about calculating? It's just like, like, dude, do you want to, do you want to lay me five, uh, one to five on a coin flip? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I'd love to find those people. Right. <laughs> Right, so six to one, right? It's a six-sided die. I'm only I'm only giving two to one odds on a payout. The guy that I find on the street, he says, I'll, I'll bet four. And then I roll a four. Uh-huh. Why why is why is that guy a better dice tout than you, James? Uh I'm not sure. Because on you, because when you bet, when you mm-hmm. you guessed one, right? Because what you're 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 standing there with him. Right, so yeah. essentially, you're there. The schmuck down the street, one of my, someone from here, is there. The schmuck, yeah. We're only gonna have a, we're gonna have a dice roll. 
James, I'm paying you 20 to one. I'm mm-hmm. only paying this guy two to one. Yeah. Right. And you guessed one, he guessed four and the ball, the, the, the roll was four. Yeah. So you lost money. He actually made, he, he actually made $2. That is true. Yeah. So like, why did, why couldn't you, because you're so good at this game. Uh-huh. Why, why couldn't you figure out that a four was going to get rolled? Uh, well, because he got lucky and variances in his favor. And let's, let's say we roll again. Mm-hmm. What number do you choose? I'll choose five. Okay. And he chooses two. Uh-huh. Okay. And it comes up three. Yeah. So you both lose. Yeah. Okay. And we, if we, if we kept on doing this, right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's say, okay. So now on the 15th roll, all right, I've lost the last 14 in a row mm-hmm. and he had, he's hit twice. So he now has $4. Right. 15th roll. I choose three. It comes up three. What did he choose? He chose four. Oh, so oh man. Okay, so now after fifteen rolls, he has four dollars, and I have twenty dollars. Right, you're right. Even though you've lost fourteen other times. Yeah. There you go. That's the reason why. Uh, what does this have to do with DFS? I mean, let's just say, okay, I I have to phrase these things over and over again. Yeah. Because. I'm telling you, there are people literally watching right now that are nodding their heads saying, Jordan, I get this. And I'm telling you, you don't get this because by the questions that you ask, by the statements that you make, you don't get because if you got it, there would be you wouldn't be saying the things that you say. Right. What do I care, James? About like. Like you're telling me that this dice, like if I told you there was only going to be one roll. Yeah. Would it change your decision? No. Okay. So what what are you telling me? Like, uh, it says here that uh, that uh, Stephen Matz is going to have a quality start 30% of the time. Yeah. Is, is that, so one out of three times. Yeah. He'll have a quality start in this given situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What's the use of that number if I don't know what the, like, what I need to know tonight versus his next start versus his next. You tell me on average, he has a quality start a third of the time. Yeah. Like, how does that help me tonight? Well, is the payoff of using him higher than that chance or higher than the chance of him having that quality start or not? So based on ownership and based on the way that you use him in a contest, if he's going to be lower owned, then, you know, 30% of the time, then he might be a plus EV play based on projection and relative value against players in his price range. Yeah, but, but I, I don't, I don't, I, but I don't understand why. I don't understand why, like, so if I play Steven Matz tonight and he loses. Yeah. That means I play him the next two times to make sure that I get his one quality start. No. No, because that's not how probabilities work. Uh, so, so the only way that I should play Steven Matz is that if I played him every slate, because no. then I would be then I would get right. That's what I would do. Because so I would I should only play Steven Matz if I'm going to play him every slate. But if I'm not going to if if I if I don't play him, yeah, just never play him or only play him every third time. No to everything that you just said. 
I don't understand. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm telling you the questions that I get asked. I right? I know. By people that say, yes, I get EV. Mm-hmm. I go, no, you, no, you don't. You still don't. You still don't get it. Yeah. Right. Max Scherzer, is he gonna? Is it? Does it matter what happens tonight? No. It gets back to the, the, the your first thing. Yeah. Your goal. The only way any of these questions matter, right? As far as is Shane Bieber gonna do well? To, well, I haven't been doing well fifty two percent of the time. Yeah. Right. So half the time, about half the time, he does well. Half the time, he doesn't do well enough. Doesn't mean he does badly. He just not a quality start, right? Yeah. Uh, well, which one of the times is tonight? The only time, the only way that it would matter is if like the world explodes tomorrow, right? Or right. like DFS doesn't exist tomorrow. If this is the last ever chance that you get to try to have him have a quality start. Right. Or you were down and you were playing 100% of your bankroll and could never play DFS ever again because once you're you're out of money completely and you'll never have any money ever again. Yeah. Right. So when we get back to your first thought of goals, if your goal, like I said it, I said it originally, anything other than your goal is to make money, to have a profit, means that you are playing for entertainment. And in order to make a profit, it's not about making a profit tonight. Just like with your dice. It's like, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to make plus EV decisions. I'm going to make decisions that pay me more money than the probability that they happen. And as long as I'm able to get myself into as many of those spots as possible, like over the course of a season, of a year, of a month, of two years, my likelihood of making money, of being profitable, goes up and 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 up. When when does that money come in? That's not my concern, right? When I tell people that when I when when I when I analyze one full season of DFS GPPs for MLB, I lost ninety four percent of the time, but made thirty five thousand dollars, right? Or this, James, I get this a lot in MMA. Yeah. Uh, MMA, like, I lose all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I lose all, I mean, I lose most of the time. Yeah. Okay, so uh, people will say, right, in MMA, I'll I'll get get a message or something like that. Like, I don't don't see what the point of your, your MMA stuff is. Like, you play this person, you do this thing. And then it doesn't, it doesn't work out. And then the next week and it doesn't work out. And the next week it doesn't work out. And the next week it doesn't work out. It's like, like, why, why am I listening to you? It's like, it's like, well, MMA, I've made like, like $200,000 in in two and a half years. Yeah. Right. And they go, yeah, yeah. But when's the last, when's the last time you won a lot of money? And then I, then I, then I, then I would say to them, I said, if I told you right now, you, you, like just the person I'm talking to right now, that two and a half years from now, right? Do you want two hundred thousand dollars from playing ML, from playing MMA DFS? And they would go, yes, okay. 
doesn't matter if it if it's a thousand dollars a week or one time that you won two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Right. Like doesn't doesn't matter at that. Like you're just fast forwarding two and a half years in the future, and you have two hundred plus thousand dollars, and you played MMA DFS every week. Does the distribution of how that happened matter? Does it does it does it matter? No. What does it matter? What, what does that matter? Now, when you're playing GPPs, the distribution is going to be huge spikes and then and slopes down. That's that that's expected value. It's the five thousand sided die. Well, you're getting paid a million to one. It's like yeah, and I'm going to lose four thousand nine hundred ninety nine times and then be a millionaire at some point in this on average in this five thousand time I play. Yeah. So within a certain time frame, I'm going to be a millionaire playing that. And maybe it's in ten years. Who knows? Maybe it's in right. But what? But what's going to happen tomorrow? It's not about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's about what's going to happen every single day that you play for the long run, right? If you're putting down 100% of your bankroll every day, yeah, then obviously you, you and you'll never play DFS ever again past tonight, then it matters very heavily whether or not Ronald Acuna is going to hit a home run, <laughs> right? Because you only have a one-game sample size, sure. Right. But if you're playing for a profit, if you're playing DFS, if that is your goal, for a profit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, you're looking to play every day and make and make money over the course of a year, no matter how it's distributed. So you should make the decisions that are profitable that the more and more you add to your sample size, the lo- the more and more probable that you're going to be profitable. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's a matter of like, oh, Max Scherzer has a 50% chance of having a quality start. It's like, if you were just betting on quality starts and it's like someone's giving you even money and Scherzer has even money, like that would break, it wouldn't matter whether or not you bet on it or not. 
But if he's right. 52% and you're getting even money on it. Right. Yeah, maybe it, it, you eke out a little bit. A little bit yeah, more. yeah, I get that. If you really want to knit about it, 2%. Right. You really want to knit about it. So when I when when you go and you place a prop bet, oh, I I I think so and so is going to throw more than X strikeouts. If you say that sentence, that means you do not understand expected value. You, if you said, I think so and so has a fifty eight percent chance of throwing X strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking in now you're thinking more in expected value because now you can have something to compare. Well, if I think he has a fifty eight percent chance of throwing more than four strikeouts, or no, I think he has a sixty percent chance of throwing more than four strikeouts. Let me see what the line on his strikeout prop is. If it's four and I'm getting minus 110, then it stands to be profitable. If I think that he throws more than four strikeouts 60% of the time, right? If he went and his strikeout prop was four at minus 175, you wouldn't bet on it, even though you think that he's going to throw more than four strikeouts because what are you getting paid? You're not getting minus 150 is 60% implied probability. So anything over minus 150, and this is without looking at a model. I mean, if you just literally, like, I'm not even saying to look at projections. Oh, 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 LeBron, oh LeBron's going to LeBron's going to triple double tonight. Oh yeah, revenge. Like revenge something revenge. or something like that. Like that's well, what's the probability? Just tell me the probability of that. That that's it. Oh, it, it uh, it's 100 percent of the time. Like, well, then then you're stupid, right? <laughs> it's a lock. It's a, a lock, lock. baby. Because once once you think in terms of probabilities, in terms of EV, there's no such thing as, oh well, Steve, uh, did, uh, did Shane Bieber has a 52 percent chance at a quality start. Oh, let, let's take a look at his projection, right? His projection on FanDuel. Let's see, projection on FanDuel for for Shane Bieber is 35.74. And as I, I've explained, as we said multiple times, that's that's a mean projection. That means Bieber is going to put up, James is going to put up 35 points today, right? Let's go. No. It means that half the time he puts up over 35 and half the time he puts up less than 35. Right. That's all that number means. Right? That's all that number means. Well, what is he going to do tonight? I don't know, but th- th- here's his range of outcomes. Here's a, here's. A mostly normal distribution. He's probably going to be somewhere between 16 and 44 fantasy points. Right, right. If we look at the floor, like, yeah, even, even Cardi has the floor and the ceiling, which is for him the 25th and 75th percentile on FanDuel yeah. is uh, 20 to 50. That, that's, yep, that sounds about right. Right, yeah. that sounds about right. 20 to 50. That, that, the bulk of the results are 20 yeah. to 50. Okay. You know the bulk of the results of, uh, of, of Shane Bieber? 20 to 50. Yep. Dylan Cease is 21 to 51. Uh, Framber Valdez is 19 to 48. Kyle Gibson is 18 to 48. Sandy Alcantara is 17 to 47. Mm-hmm. Now, Sandy Alcantara is 17 to 47 is less than 20 to 50, right? Yep. But does, oh, well, Shane Bieber's the lock. Sandy Alcantara's garbage. Like, dude. Do you see how narrow those those range of outcomes are between these pitchers? 
one becomes the best play on the slate and the other one is 2% owned. Yeah. There's only a difference in a range of three fantasy points. Yeah. Literally right? one strikeout, one at bat. Right. Like one strikeout difference. Right. So if you're thinking in terms of expected value, your goal in DFS, even if you were on a player by player basis, just the vacuum of players is to determine the probability of someone doing well versus what everyone else thinks, right? So if 40% of people have Bieber and 2% of people have Framber Valdez, and you're like, well, Shane Bieber will outscore Framber Valdez 54% of the time, 53% of the time. Mm. It's only three more percent of the time that Shane Bieber outscores Framber Valdez. Should Shane Bieber be 20 times more owned than Framber Valdez? No. Even though Bieber will outscore Framber Valdez slightly more often. Yep. Right. That's expected value. That's. I'm going to play a lineup that whatever the chalk stack, like I'm not going to play the Rays today. Right. Even though if you didn't, if you played the Rays every day, you probably you probably made a lot of money. Right? <laughs> we'll start the season. Right. Whatever. Some chalk 30% stack. Yeah. Does that mean if I if I say I'm not playing the 30% on stack today? That doesn't mean I don't I don't think they're gonna do well. What is the probability of them being in the winning lineup versus how how they're owned? That's it. What That's if you told me the, the Atlanta Braves have a 700 total, right? Or whatever the hell. Coors has a 74 implied run total. I mean, just like 74. And everything else is at a, at a seven and a half, right? Yeah. And Coors is 74. And be like, oh, Jordan, you're going to fade Coors. It's like not a 2% own. Like if they happen to be 2% on, I'm not going to, I'll play them at 2% own. Yeah. It's like, well, they're going to be 60% owned. It's like, I... With that total, I'll probably play that. I think they're under. <laughs> right. But you see how none of this has anything to do with what I think is going to happen. It's just what is the probability of something happening versus what am I getting paid? And obviously in DFS, it pays to be contrarian, mm-hmm. right? Right. I don't mind betting on the 20 side to die if I'm getting 50 to one. But if I'm only getting 10 to one, then I'm not betting on the die. Right. Like it, all all your job is is to find the die, find the find the spot, play the lineups that show to have a higher probability than the average of the other lineups in the contest. That mm-hmm. that's it, and then do that as often as possible, right? As often as possible, for as long as possible, and especially the GPPs as the, they get bigger and bigger. Remember your sample size for large field GPPs would be multiple lifetimes before, like, it would be within expectation. If you were to play, let's say you play, like some people play 20 lineups into the large field GPP, right? So 20 lineups into like a 50,000 entry contest, right? That's the equivalent of like one, you have one entry out of every 2,500 entries. Yeah. Okay. If everyone was even, that means that you would win the GPP once every 2,500 times. Yeah. Okay. And let's say it, you played every 20 seasons or something. Right. Okay. So, so James, what am I doing wrong? I'm playing 20 entries into the, into large field. And I, I, 
I've I've played for I've played for I played for 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 nine days and like I haven't I haven't made money. What was it that you you said one time that you told somebody to come back and tell you how they were doing in ten years? Yeah, but that but that <laughs> but it's 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 not it's not like it's not a blunt it's it's literally the most truthful answer I, know, I can give. I know. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like come back in ten years and let's 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 see if that worked out. But yeah. that, but that's what I mean by like, like if you're if you're asking questions three weeks into the season, going, I'm not sure if I'm doing this well, unless it's something major, major thing that you could highlight and go, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe playing four uh, players from the bench and the relief pitcher is is probably probably not a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like. Or you're like, oh, I, I I opened up my my 121 entry and my lowest my lowest owned player was 74 percent owned. Like, yeah, you you probably you probably screwing up somewhere, yeah. right? But to realize your expected value, like, is ginormous. Yeah. Like in your in the six in the 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 six sided dice and the twenty to one, like you could you could real you could if I told you that you could do that like. 5,000 times, mm. like your chances of being profitable are, are close to a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close to hundred percent. Right. Because, because of the, how much of a edge you have and how little of a sample size, smaller of a sample size you need to realize that it, I mean, right. imagine getting paid, imagine getting paid. If I'm going to pay you a thousand to one on a coin flip, like, dude, you'll like, you'll you'll real you'll realize that in like a couple of a couple of flips, right? Yeah, I mean, well, like, like six or something, right? Or something like like your chance. Like, if I said that that uh, we were gonna flip this, and you're getting paid a thousand to one, and we're gonna flip it a hundred times, the likelihood of you showing a profit is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent, right? Like the only t- the only way that you wouldn't show a profit in a hundred flips is if it like you bet heads and it came up tails a hundred times in a row. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. If because you get paid a thousand to one. Right. I mean like, yeah. Go over this in your head. I mean like, like seriously, like, cause are people going to watch this? They're going to nod their head. Then tomorrow I'm going to get a question of, I do X, Y, and Z. And I haven't, this hasn't happened yet. I go, okay, get, come back to me in 10 years. Yep. Right. Oh, but I'm, I'm playing like 74% of my bankroll every day. It's like, yeah, well, that, that's your problem. <laughs> like you don't seem done. Then you're not playing. You're, then you're playing for entertainment. Right. You're not playing to make a profit. Right. Uh, but this isn't James. No, this one was a little long. This isn't the the, the biggest thing, uh-huh. right? So you, I, I would rank yours number three, right? Got the goal, right? Like, if you don't have, what what are you playing for? Like, how do you, how do you even determine what you're even doing? Right, right. right? Number two is like just having a fundamental macro understanding of. I'm saying expected value, but really it's just probability. Just understanding exactly what probability is. The law yeah. of large numbers. Like just faith. This is stuff that you'd learn in high school. 
But the number one thing that pre prevents people from being a profitable player is not learning. Okay, sure. And not learning and failure to problem solve. Yeah. That said, there, there's one, uh, the biggest signal to me that you will never or very unlikely be a profitable player is the inability to problem solve. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I mean, I wish I could just throw those people out immediately because I just, I, I mean, I would tell them that, that they should, they should stop playing. Yeah. But they should not play at all. And what, and James, what do I mean by the inability to learn or the inability to problem solve? I would call it insanity. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Um, that, that kind of thing in DFS is somebody like you or me, or, you know, somebody buys theory DFS and then goes through the whole thing, listens to all of it, listens to the chapter on correlation and then refuses to correlate and just goes home on hunting. And it's like, I don't tell you, man, like the info is right there. You, you, you were told exactly the thing that you were supposed to do. You were taught exactly the thing you were supposed to do. And then you just go do something else instead. Now that's that there's, there's someone even worse than that. Oh, let's hear it. No, I said the inability to learn. Yeah. Uh, the most important part of your, your statement was the information is out there. The information is out there. Yep. It's lit like I literally do it every day. We have a course and everything. You just listen to it. Yep. You know how many times, James? I mean, you don't have to give an exact number, but I've talked to people. People have reached out privately, DM me, posted in Discord. I need help with someone such and such. I go, I would highly suggest that you watch the DFS pregame show. Here's three episodes on exactly what you're talking about. I'd also suggest that I covered this in the theory of daily fantasy sports. Okay. And here's a link and whatever they go. Thanks. Three weeks later, I get a question mm -hmm. when doing X, Y, and Z, should I do X, Y, and Z? Like, like that was like that, that was explained. Like I would suggest you go and watch the three videos that, like you're asking a question that I literally like. Why am I? Why am I explaining that? It's literally in the, the video that I sent you. Mm -hmm. Said I haven't watched it yet. It's been three weeks. Just watch. Just watch it. Yeah. Just, just. What were you doing for three weeks? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go watch it, and then I'll get a month later. I'll get another question of something like that. I'll go. Well, I I covered that extensively, and like. The theory, like we 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 talk about that for like an hour, in the theory of daily fantasy sports, and you go well. Can he like, like I I'm I'm, I'm I just sit there go, like the information's there. Like this is this is the information's there. All you just just watch it. Yeah. Just just listen to it. I mean, like like I I, I it, it blows my mind of like, because that's that's. Lack of wanting to learn, then you then you then your goal is not to be profitable. Mm -hmm. You don't want to learn, right? You obviously don't want to learn. But even worse, James, you know this feels like I'm I'm scolding people. Most of the most of the people in in they're watching now probably don't fit this one. But this is the number like the 
this is the number one sign to me at least that you're you're never you're never and i'm saying i i i would bet that these people will never be profitable dfs players unless they get luck obviously you could get oh hit the melee there get lucky whatever uh anyone anyone that has no problem solving cognitive ability i mean yeah james uh james uh well where where were uh where would i find the bat projections <laughs> at, at roto grinders oh yeah uh, uh, uh the bat projections at roto grinders where yep Uh, James, uh, who's who's start who's who's starting for the who's starting for the Braves today? I I don't know. It's in the projections. Like, why can't why can't you tell me? Like, James, who's starting for the Braves today? Got other things to do. Where where would I find that information? You can find it in the projections over at Roto Grinders, or you could find it on baseballpress.com slash lineups, or you could find it on Twitter, or you could you could basically find it anywhere. If you open up your phone and type in who is starting for the Braves, you can just find it. I anywhere. could probably Google that. Who is starting for the Braves? Yeah. Tonight? Are they playing tonight? And then even a little show, like Braves probable pitchers, his starting yeah. lineups. I mean, also on the Roto Grinders page is a starting lineups page that if you go to where where would the starting lineups page be for MLB? Like if the, if you had a James, if you had a menu bar uh-huh. and you were looking for Major League Baseball starting lineups and you went to the Roto Grinders homepage, right? So it's like, well, I don't see it right in front of me. And but you see this 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 bar right here. It's like, well, where where would uh where would I go for Major League Baseball starting lineups? Do you think I would be uh, lineup HQ? NASCAR? Would it be under NASCAR? Would it be under U.S. State? U.S. State? Do I go to what? What do I go to Georgia under U.S. States and see where I could find the Atlanta Braves lineup for Major League Baseball that has a has a initials MLB? Where would I go for to find the MLB information? Do you think on this navigation bar? <laughs> Do you think it's under MLB or do you think it's under NBA? Uh, yeah, it's it's under MLB. Okay. Now there's a drop down, but I'm going to click on it anyway. Right? Now I get to the MLB page. I'm looking for I'm looking for who's starting for the Braves. Okay. All right. All right. I, I get your point here, Jordan. I think everybody gets your point. Maybe I clicked on the starting lamps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. James. I'm I, I'm I'm at the Roto Grinders uh, homepage, James. I, I need I need some help here, James. Do you? Uh, what time is Grinders live tonight? It's it's directly in front of you. Oh, it's right here. It says five o'clock Eastern, right? Yeah. Now, like, let's say, let's say I was like, let's say I wanted to. Uh, I, oh oh oh! I don't. I'm not on the website anymore. Right. What time is Grinders live today? You can just Google it. What? Where would I find it? I'm going to. I'm. I'm. What site would I go to 
find out when Roto Grinders Grinders Live is on. Jordan, please. I get, I get it. I get it. Probably go to Roto Grinders. You don't like people that can't use the internet. I get it. Where where do you, where do you think uh, Jordan the, the, the DFS pregame show ha, the, the the shows that I did last week? Where do you think you could find them? Just just stop. Where do you think you could find now? Probably there's a video section here. I could probably look there. It's also on YouTube. Do you think where would I find the Roto Grinders YouTube videos? Like, like probably I put type in YouTube, right? I go to YouTube, right? Where do you think I would find the Roto Grinders videos? Well, if it's your your YouTube, it's literally directly in front of you, right? But I mean, probably I go to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. Yeah, probably. Right. Oh, I don't. But look on my screen. Like, where are the past videos? Jordan, we get I could, it. Dude. I could scroll. I, 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 scroll. I totally I understand the thing point that says making. videos on it. I get it. <laughs> we can move on. But that's the to me like once once essentially once you ask a question like that in my head, it's like nope, unprofitable DFS player. Because mm-hmm. can, can I don't understand like because now you can't even to me you can't even get to. Like what's expected value? What's and like I I don't I don't even understand how you even get to that. But I guarantee you that half the people that are watching do this. I feel like half might be an overrepresentation, but I understand your point. Like there there are people that for sure. Uh, just don't have general problem solving skills in terms of like right. trying to find the things they're trying to find. Uh, right. Googling is a good skill. Right. In seven and a half years of playing uh, DFS, mm-hmm. I've never, I, I don't believe I've ever asked about anyone's injury status ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Why is that? Because you can just find it. Because you can just find it. Right. I mean, like, like, and also, even more more importantly, if you're a Roto Grinders premium member, or even I, I I think it's free. I don't know. I I've been for so long. I don't know what's free and what's not free. Yeah, we have news notifications for everything. Yeah. So like if 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 like even in baseball because it doesn't happen that often in baseball. Basketball obviously NBA is chaos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone gets scratched out of a starting lineup or something like that, or. So and so is gonna now gonna be on a sixty-five pitch count or something like that. Like Roto Grinders has notif- like I could turn on. I have Roto Grinders MLB notifications. So anything that's important enough that I would need to know that I wouldn't know that I need to know, it comes to me. Yeah. Right. You could also set up Twitter notifications. So let's say you don't want to use the RG app, you could go to the RG MLB Twitter. And just set note. So Twitter will send you a notification. That's for all starting lineups, if you want anything like that. So like, even if you wanted the information to come to you when needed, there's the ability to do that as well. Yep. Right. But I highlight this. I, I'm James. I'm telling you, I highlight this because truthfully, right? Truthfully. James, 
So I'm using this as my soapbox, even though tomorrow we're back to unstructured learning. I don't, I, there should be no reason that me and you should ever have to do content ever again. Right? Well, after doing theory DFS, we're pretty much giving out everything that we know. Right. So other than that, we're just reinforcing stuff over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously, some people learn in different ways. Yeah. Some people are visual learners. And you right. see things happening. I get it. Right. But the information is out there. Like, no one's hiding it from anyone, from anything. That every, it's all out there. It's like everything's out there. Yeah. Right? It's just a matter of finding it. Right? And it's not that hard to find it. MGC asked, Jordan, what's the weather forecast for tonight? I People in the chat are like, 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 oh, okay, like, can we move on and everything like that? It's like, I guarantee you the per people that are saying move on have done this multiple times. I mean, I, I totally get it. I, right. I understand. Right. All right. What's the weather forecast for the night? Like, to look up the weather forecast. <laughs> like, and maybe if there's a weather forecast page on Roto Grinders, it's called MLB Weather, and you just look at, look at that. And when Roth says that he'll be updating it on crunch time, Right. Crunch time is free. Crunch time is free, right? It's yeah. at 6, 620, right after Grinders Live. Roth is there live with the radar. Yeah. And like he'll update it live. I mean, like live, live, right? It won't be in his update because it says on the update when he's like too close to call, I'll update it on crunch time. I mean, that means that it's too close to call and I'll update it on crunch time. So you should watch him crunch like. That's what that's what the words mean. So when it's six fifty and the, the the update is like not on the page, it's because the page says he'll update it on crunch time. So tune into crunch time. James, where can I find crunch time? <laughs> Here on the YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Hit the thumbs up and hit the subscribe buttons. I have to have a venting session because it's, 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 it's the most, to me, it's the most frustrating part. It's the most frustrating part. Sure. It's like you, you basically sent a signal that I'm not even sure if it's worth the time to even help you. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And venting, I mean, especially there's a lot of venting for most content creators early on in the season um, because we all deal with it, right? Like it, it becomes something where for sure it's what we signed up for in creating content or creating projections or whatever it is that, that we provide for the industry. But um, early on in every season for every sport, uh, there are always questions about, am I doing this right? Or do you think that this strategy still works? Or is I, I haven't cashed a slate quite yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I, it doesn't matter. Like, and, and it's frustrating for a lot of content creators to, to have to deal with that stuff every single year, especially after you've been doing it like Jordan and I for, for five plus years of our lives, 10 years for Jordan, since he was, he's been in this for a long time. Like it can be frustrating for sure. I'm perfectly fine with like, Oh, I listened, I watched this thing. Right. And in, in this part of the video, you said X, Y, and Z is, does that mean X? Like, like to me, that's okay. I'm, I'm here. Clarification or everything like that. But sure. when it's like, like, dude, I hear, here's here's a video that explains everything. And it's like, oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. And then don't watch the video. It's like, then what, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm there, sorry. There, there I'm, is a nice... I'm trying to help as much as possible. There is dude, a nice I'm little thing. Sometimes it's like it's been five hours. 
on one There's thing. There's a nice little ping of, uh, of nice justification when you say, yeah, go watch this video. And then they wa go watch the video and then they they say, hey, yeah, they answered the question. Thanks. Right. That's well, nice. that's most of the time. Feels great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So hit the thumbs up button or the thumbs down button. Is there still a thumbs down? Is there even, is, is there even a thumbs down button anymore? I'm not even sure. I don't know. Right. No, nobody's allowed to dislike anything. Right. But I'm going to title this, What Prevents You From Being Profitable? Is that good? Is that a good title? I, I would I would title it Jordan's Rants, uh, What Prevents You From Being a Profitable right. uh, So James Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. Yep, Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. And if you want my projections, models, all that kind of stuff, uh, paydirtdfs.com. Uh, the Optimizer has a lot of really cool new features over there for baseball too and um, a lot of a lot of really cool baseball stuff. So um, yeah, go over there, grab a sub, and and use the Roadrunners lineup HQ with the projections, and have a good day. Yep, and you can get if you, hey, if you want to learn everything there is to know about uh, DFS, just go to theoryofdfs.com. Mm -hmm. The Theory Daily Fantasy Sports. How to think like a professional DFS player? Theory of DFS for advanced players. How to apply profitable DFS strategies that includes custom Excel tools. Like if you want the most structured form of learning, like 21 hours of audio and Excel tools, there you go. Just all you have to do is listen. And you, and you can come and watch this show every day. You can well go back two and a half years and start from start beginning if you want. But since a lot of people are like, okay, that's a that's a lot. That's that's a lot to go back two and a half year, three years, and just yeah. talk about slates from three. Yeah, I get it. That's why we do the unstructured learning where you could you could dip in at any time. You could come in. It's like, oh, I'm well. I just started watching. It's okay. I'm fine answering. I'm fine answering your questions. Yeah. As long as you as long as you can find the show, right? Once you can't find the show, well, I'm I'm not sure how I could help you. But yeah. if you can find the show, subscribe so you'll never have to be logged. Get the notification bell. You'll never miss the show ever again. We got grinders. What do we got? MLB grinders live tonight. We have no more NBA NBA playoff stuff. If you want the playoff stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, we have premium content here at Roto-Grinders for, for playoffs. So get a combo. Just get a combo premium subscription. Get all the projections for everything. The ownership for everything. All the articles for everything. For every every sport, everything, everything you want. So much so much easier that way. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, submit your questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. I already got some in. Uh, be going over this week, but still... Add to the inbox, mm -hmm. and uh, and I'll see you tomorrow answering your DFS strategy questions like I try to do every Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.